welcome to the very first episode of the Drum Instructors Podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Hawkins. Before we get into the episode, I just wanted to tell you a little bit about myself and let you know why I decided to do this podcast. So I've been drumming for about 12 years now, and I started teaching about three years ago while I was a college student. At the time, I just wanted to make a little bit of extra side cash, but after I graduated, I actually picked up a lot of students and managed to turn this into my full-time gig. Because of this, I've had a lot of my drummer friends in the last few months ask me about how I got started with teaching drum lessons. A lot of them are curious about how to go about getting students, some of them are really concerned with how to develop lesson plans, and a lot of them are really just curious if they're even qualified to teach. So I figured that since I have a lot of friends asking me about how to start drum lessons, there's probably a lot of you out there that are curious about starting drum lessons as well, and just don't really know how to go about beginning the process. And that's why I decided to create this podcast. So in this podcast, we're going to explore a whole bunch of different topics. We're going to go over just kind of a basic skills assessment and see if you're ready to teach. And in future episodes, we're going to talk about preparing your first lessons, finding your students, developing your curriculums, how to go about teaching kids versus adults, and just a whole bunch of other things that you really need to know to get your drum lessons going. So now that the introduction's out of the way, let's actually get into the content for this episode. In this episode, we're going to begin by just going over an honest skills assessment for yourself and just kind of talking about some general points about teaching drum lessons. So you don't have to be an amazing, amazing drummer in order to teach lessons, but there are some things that you do need to be pretty good at. Your skill level is really just going to affect what your target audience is going to be for you teaching. So if you've been playing for over a decade and you have a degree in percussion studies from some big university, and you're amazing playing with a metronome, and you've been playing in bands for years, and you're doing great with it, you're probably going to be pretty qualified to teach anybody. Now, if you've only been playing for a couple of years, and your timing's pretty good, but not great, you can still teach. But you just need to be mindful that instead of teaching you know, intermediate and advanced students, you're probably just going to be teaching beginners in your neighborhood. So your skill level doesn't affect whether or not you can teach, it's just going to affect who you can teach. Now, I also want to say that if you've only been drumming for two or three months, and you only know maybe one or two rudiments, and you can't really play to a metronome, you might want to consider developing your skill a little bit more before getting into teaching. I would recommend putting together a list of all of your strengths and weaknesses as a drummer. First of all, do you classify yourself as a beginner, an intermediate, or an advanced drummer? If you're a beginner, you might not want to be teaching yet. I actually wouldn't recommend it. You don't want to pass along any bad habits to students. But if you're an intermediate drummer and you've been playing for a while, write that down. And if you're an advanced player and you have a degree or you've been playing in cover bands that have been making money for years and years, write that down. Another thing to think about is, how is your timing? Are you great at playing to a metronome? If you are, write that down. If you're a little sloppy at it, I would write that down, and I would really get to work on that, because you need to have pretty good timing to teach. Another thing to think about is, can you read music? If you can, that's absolutely great. I think reading and being able to teach reading is really going to help your students move along at a faster rate. But if you can't read, 
That's not necessarily going to take you out of the teaching game, but you just need to know how to be able to teach without reading, and I would once again recommend probably start looking into how to read. It will help you out as a teacher. Another thing that a lot of intermediate drummers don't think about before they go to teach is really assessing how their stick technique is. If you're an advanced drummer, you're probably cringing at the thought of people teaching without having a good stick technique. But if you're an intermediate or a beginner and you're just hearing that and wondering why it's a big deal, you should probably go look up some videos on proper stick technique. Because if you pass along bad habits to your students with that, they are going to suffer a lot as a player. After you make your list of all of your strengths and weaknesses as a drummer, you're going to want to start looking at who you think you're qualified to teach. Now, the first thing to look into for that is asking yourself, what style of music do you play? If all you do is play rock and country, that's great. That's not a bad thing at all. But you also only want to market yourself as teaching rock and country. If you're someone who plays everything, you play jazz, you play metal, you play country, you play indie, you play hip-hop, you do worship, that's awesome too. You can market yourself as an all-around drummer. But if you're just a rock guy, I wouldn't recommend advertising yourself as a jazz teacher. You want to be pretty honest about the genres that you're comfortable teaching because your students might not be into the same type of music as you. This was something that caught me a little off guard when I started teaching. I really grew up playing a lot of rock. I studied a lot of jazz and Latin jazz through my lessons and through school. And I actually kind of got my start in the local music scene playing metal. But when I had my first country student come to me, it was something that caught me a little off guard. It wasn't something that I'd done a lot of at that point. And we kind of spoke a different musical language. Now, since then, I've gotten more comfortable with it. And I'm pretty comfortable teaching a lot of different styles now. But you want to be prepared for your students to maybe not be into the same kind of music as you. Especially if you are a rock guy, because rock is a really, really big genre. When I get students who say that they're rockers, and I meet them, and they're in their 40s or 50s, it's a very different thing than if I meet a 15 or 16-year-old student who says that they're a rocker. Um, so it's just being really well-versed in kind of everything for that style. The reality is teaching a student who wants to learn in the style of the Beatles or the Rolling Stones is very, very different from teaching a student who wants to learn, you know, how to play like Nirvana or Rise Against or Amberlin or any of these newer rock bands. Another thing that I actually forgot to mention earlier in the podcast is what do you want to teach? Are you someone who plays a full drum kit? If you are, you want to market yourself as that. If you're somebody who's really comfortable just teaching the snare drum, that's pretty good too because there's a lot of kids going to school that are just learning the snare drum. If you are someone who wants to teach bongos, that's a very different thing than teaching the drum kit. So you want to be pretty honest about what types of drums you're able to teach too. Personally, I would be staying away from bongos and the cajon because I really don't have too much experience playing those. I'm a snare drum and drum set kind of teacher. Maybe you are, maybe you're not, maybe you're great at the bongos and cajon. I don't know. But when you're advertising yourself, you want to be very honest about what you are able to play. Another really big thing to consider is whether you're looking to do this as a side gig or a full-time job. So there can be pretty good money in teaching drum lessons for just some side cash initially. But I wouldn't recommend 
quitting your job to teach until you have a pretty good amount of students built up. Because while you can constantly be picking up students, it's going to take some time to get enough to make it a full-time gig. And a lot of that also goes back to your skills assessment. If you're just kind of an intermediate rock or country drummer, it's going to be a little harder for you to find students to make it a full-time gig than someone who can do everything really, really, really well. Now, that doesn't mean you can't be a full-time instructor. It just means that it might take you a little bit longer to find the kind of students that you're qualified to teach to build it up to a full-time gig. Another thing to consider is, do you have the time to teach? And when I started, I was just doing weekends when I had some spare time and a couple evenings where I had the time to teach students. If you're working a full-time job and you have a family and you're doing things throughout the weekend and you know, you're with your family every single night, you might not have the time to teach. But you know, if you're working a nine to five job and you have a couple open evenings or you're willing to give up Saturdays to teach, that's going to be a really good place to start because you can start with one or two students and as it grows, you know, you pick up more students and then maybe you can scale back your hours at work a little bit or, you know, whatever you want to do with your time. Just recognize that you're not going to suddenly have 50 or 60 students right off the bat. That's just not how it's going to work. And students sometimes take up more time than you would imagine. So, if you have a student that you're teaching for a half hour lesson, you need to consider that that takes up more than a half hour for you because you have to put a little bit of time developing your curriculum just for all of your students. And you're going to want to do some things to personalize their lessons so they get a little farther along. You're going to be wanting to, you know, learn the songs that they want to learn. And that's going to be time that you're doing on your own. I also have students who will send me texts and emails every now and then, and they'll have learned something really well in the lesson, and once they're by themselves, they can't quite figure it out, and sometimes I have to send, you know, reply texts, or actually sit down and record a quick little audio example to send them, and, you know, that eats into time that's outside of their lessons as well, but if you want to be a good teacher and you want to build good relationships with your students, you need to be willing to put in a little bit of time outside of the lessons. So don't look at a half hour lesson as only a half hour of your week. I tend to budget about an hour for every half hour I'm teaching for each student. And it doesn't always end up taking up that much time, but being willing to put in a little extra time outside of the lessons is really going to help you, you know, kind of develop the word of mouth of your business and pick up more students in the long run. One of the other things that you need to consider before teaching is where are you going to teach? Are you looking to teach out of a shop? If you are, you should know that you probably need to be an advanced drummer and you really need to have your skills in check before you do that. If you're looking to be a freelance drummer, you know, you teach drum lessons in your home or you travel to your students, there's a little more wiggle room to kind of show you how to get started. I would actually recommend that whether you want to teach in a shop or do the freelance thing or if you want to teach online, I would recommend getting a couple students that you travel to or have them come to you so that you can kind of get a feel for how to teach before going to a shop. They're usually going to want to pick up people that have been teaching for a while, and if you can say you've taught a couple students, that's going to help you get in. I really do think that teaching a couple students on your own, whether you're traveling to them or having them come to you, is the best way to get started. Maybe after you do one or two, you can look at teaching online, or you can look at teaching out of a shop, or maybe you can just decide that you like teaching that way. 
That's how I got my start was actually having students come to me and traveling to a lot of my students. If you're looking to teach out of a shop, uh, one of the questions I get asked a lot is, what is the pay like for a shop? How does that work? And um, I'll get into it a little more in later episodes, but there's kind of three pay structures that shops do. A lot of shops do split on commissions for students, where you might be taking 60% of pay rate and the shop takes 40. Sometimes I've seen, you know, 70-30 splits or 75-25. I've also seen other shops where you just pay a flat fee of 150 or 200 bucks a month and you get to rent out the room for one day out of the week. And there's also shops that you're brought on as an employee and they'll pay you hourly, but that's pretty rare and the rates are actually usually pretty low for that. But I think the best way to get your start in teaching is to do it the freelance way. You could either have students come to you or you could travel to them. My first few students I had come to me and after I had about three or four students coming to me, I started traveling to my students. And I'd actually bring a drum kit with me every time. And while it was a lot of work, my students really appreciated it. And I actually charged a little bit more for coming to them. Doing this will allow you to see if you enjoy teaching and work out some of the quirks before you end up in a shop. Now, in some future episodes, we'll go a little further into the differences between teaching out of a shop or teaching on your own or even teaching online. Because they're all a little bit different games. The last thing to look at before deciding whether or not you should teach drum lessons is looking to see if you have all of the right things to teach. So the first is a location. Either you're going to have to find students who are willing to let you travel to them, or you're going to have to let students come to you. If you want students to come to you, you need to have a good place to teach the lessons. You need to have room for the drum kit, and you need to be in an environment where you can make noise and not really have interruptions. You don't want your dog coming and running in on the lesson and barking at new students as they come through the door. And you don't want tons of family or TV noise in the background. You need the student to be in an environment where they can learn. Now, if your location is too chaotic or you live in an apartment and there's noise issues and you can't really have students come to you, then consider going to your students. You just need to be willing to find students who have those same accommodations. Do they have the space for the drum kit to be set up? Are you going to be able to teach them without it being an distracting environment for them? And if that's the case, then all you really need is a reliable means of transportation. And it's a bonus if you are able to bring your own drum kit. I would always check with students to make sure if there's enough room before doing that, though. You don't want to load up all your drums, get to their place, and then realize there's not enough room for two drum kits. Because you don't know if you'll be teaching in a living room or a bedroom or what. I've even taught lessons in people's backyards before. You just never quite know what you're getting into. Beyond that, you're probably going to need a drum kit to teach on if you're teaching a full drum set, or a snare drum if you're teaching snare lessons, or a set of bongos if you're going to teach bongo lessons. Beyond the actual drums, it would probably help to have a practice pad so that you and the student can do warm-ups together, and having a metronome would be really good, and a speaker system to play it through. If you're used to using a metronome through your headphones, that's not going to work in a teaching environment. You're going to need some sort of speaker or a PA that's going to be loud enough for you to both play over the metronome. That's it for this lesson. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of the Drum Instructor Podcast. This time I was a little bit rambly, but in the future I'm going to try to keep the episodes much more structured, and I really hope that I can help you get started on teaching drum lessons. It's honestly a lot of fun, and there's some great money to be made in it. It's really exciting to think that some of you out there might be getting started on this pretty soon. 
In the next episode, I plan on going over how to find your first few students and how to set your rates. And in the episode after that, I'm going to show you how to prepare for your very first lesson. So be sure to give us a good review on iTunes or Podcast Addict or wherever it is that you listen to this through. And if you'd like to support this podcast, I would really appreciate it if you could go onto my website at garrettthedrummer.com and click on the podcast tab. And there you'll see a banner for Musician's Friend. And if there's anything that you need to get your drum lessons started, whether you need a practice pad or you need some sticks or a metronome or whatever, if you could just support this show by purchasing whatever you need for the lessons by clicking on that banner, you'll give me a small little bit of commission to keep this podcast going. Thank you very much, and I'll see you next time.